Blue Wire. And he's going to run it and keep it himself. Reed is all by himself. Give him six. Jordan Reed. Second and goal. Johnson. Sprinkle. Touchdown. Reed. He's going to the end zone. Has a man open. Dixon down the middle. Caught. Touchdown. Josh Johnson for the goal line and into the end zone for a Washington touchdown. And welcome back to another episode of the Josh and Jordan podcast. I am your host, Jordan Reed, alongside new XFL and Los Angeles Wildcats quarterback, Josh Johnson. I know it's been a couple weeks, and I know you guys have been just, you've been on the edge of your seat waiting for this next episode, but I promise it was going to come, but there's just been so much that has happened, you know, with Josh going through the process of the XFL, we wanted to make sure his contract gets finalized and, you know, all the paperwork and the grunt work that had to be done before he wanted to jump back on the podcast before he was fully comfortable. You know, he has a lot of stuff that he's going through being back on the West Coast, back in his home roots. Now, this is not not quite close to Oakland, but close to it enough, close to it enough back in California. So I know he's excited about that. Um, there's a lot of things that's been happening. Your name has been going through the news. So, Josh, how's everything going, man? It's been a whirlwind for you, but how's everything going for you? I know it's been a lot these past few weeks. Typical Josh Johnson December. For the past couple of years, it's kind of what my life been like. But, uh, I mean, you know, just had to uh, make a decision. Honestly, uh, opportunity came up. And it's been lurking there for a while, to be quite honest. I haven't really let it out. Uh, Oliver Oliver reached out to me really actually in uh, about May. And he wasn't the first person from the XFL. It was actually another coach on another team. I'm not going to say his name now because I don't want to put him in a bad situation. But another coach that reached out to me really while I was still hurt in March and told him if I'm interested uh, in the XFL. And he planted the seed in there. Oliver started hitting me up about it in June. But, you know, I was still on the pursuing my NFL career or whatnot. I ended up in Detroit. But then they released me out of nowhere after two weeks. And then, ironically, you know, as we going through the process and things started looking like I wasn't going to get signed, especially after the Tennessee workout, uh, it was time to lock this thing in. And so uh, they locked in the contract. <laughs> and it was just funny because as soon as the, the day the contract gets locked in, then I get a call from the Detroit Lions. <laughs> you know, that was the next question I was going to ask you. You have to address that. So, so what happened with that situation? Bro, I was asleep. I'm asleep. I'm exp- uh, I'm my mind wrapped around getting ready to go to LA. Matter of fact, I'm in LA. Matter of fact, cut that. I'm in LA. Just finished meeting Coach Moss, Coach Chow. You know, finalizing these things a little bit. And then the next morning, I wake up, about to go to my next meeting with them. I get a text message like, "Oh, we want to sign you." And I'm like, and it was actually from the GM. And I'm like. I'm like, whoa, what's going on? I thought it was a trick at first because it was like 6.30 mm-hmm. in the morning. I'm still half asleep. And then my agent started calling me like, like, bro, what's up? Uh, Detroit <laughs> tried to sign you back. I guess Stafford wasn't playing. And they had a short week, which mm-hmm. made sense. You know, I want to bring in a guy who know the system. And then uh, they had uh, David there. Who ended up in the – David played really good. I'm, I'm excited to play really yeah. good. I didn't see what happened today because we've been in practice all day. But uh, then, you know, Try to see what would happen, but the way my contract was set up, I couldn't leave. And uh, I mean, that was the choice I made. Decided when I decided to sign with the XFL, I felt like I waited long enough. And now I'm all I'm all in. I'm all in here. I'm ready to go. You know, take be a part of this process as we try to take this thing by storm. 
And, you know, the XFL, to us as fans on the outside looking in, we're still kind of, you know, still a bit of a mystery to us as far as, you know, how the game is going to be played. You know, there's some really headliner names, uh, not only on your team, but around the league as well. And I just think as far as comparing it to the AAF, I think the product is a bit better as far as the players that are associated with it. And there is some star power uh, associated with the group. So, just pulling the curtain back a little bit. Just some, what's some of the things that you've been through from meetings to practice to some of the teammates that you, teammates that you have already interacted with? Just give us a behind the scenes look of what you've been through. Um, we've been, you know, meetings. Uh, it's kind of we taking a similar. I know for our team, I don't know about the other teams. We're taking a similar style approach as I've been around the NFL offseason programs. What we're doing right now with the mini camp. Uh, we just finished phase one, which is pretty much you know just conditioning and weightlifting. And uh, we got after it. And then now we're in the phase two. Now we just, you know, first day was today. We was able to go on the field with the coaches, and, you know, run through some plays, uh, hit a couple routes, and just different things like that. And then after phase two, I think it'll be phase three, which we'll start, you know, lining up against the defense. And then phase, the last phase is the mini camp. So it's a condensed version of an NFL offseason, but it makes sense to me. And a lot of guys, you know, some of these guys never really been to an NFL offseason because they, they're, they're pretty young. You feel me? So, uh, but for me, uh, I've been through it. So it's just trying to, you know, gradually build the process out, like not try to do too much, get in here, understand the system, uh, see how, what we want to do, learn the guys, just keep it simple right now and just see, you know, go out here and just start playing football. That's kind of what off, the offseason is for. It's not a lot of scheming going on. It's really just lining up and playing and seeing who can do what. And that's really what's been the process. And then uh, we've been over at UNLV. They got some great facilities, too. I, ain't even, I was surprised. You know, we got some great facilities. Uh, we are here in Vegas, if you didn't know, <laughs> for our mini camp. So <laughs> nice. And uh, we've been at UNLV, and uh, that's where the grind is happening at. On our team, it's a couple guys I played with. Uh, uh, Eric Pinkins was one. And then uh, we played together in New York. Uh, our, our punter, uh, we played together in Buffalo. Um, it's a couple of – a lot of these guys are younger. Some of these guys, you know, had a couple of opportunities in the NFL. Yeah. And it's just it, it, it's a mixture, man. It's guys who are unknown. It's guys who been shafted. They feel like it's guys who you know got an opportunity, may not have been ready. Now they getting ready. So it's a collective of things which I feel like, like I was saying, like I've been you know constantly pushing when I ever ever interview that I had. It's a collection of guys that you know the numbers don't favor, and, and a lot of fans don't understand the numbers because they only just see the product. But you never like a lot of like everybody's not really in the right position all the time to do the same thing. So the good thing about this is we got NFL coaches like our the coaches' resumes is long. Like I mean, Norm Child, my offense coordinator. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> he's so, been around the block, especially on the West Coast. <laughs> exactly. So the, the resume is there, the schemes is there, and the coaching. I think the attention to detail a lot of these guys are gonna benefit from. I know I'm gonna benefit from it myself because there's nothing like reps, bro. As you know, there is nothing like getting reps and making those mistakes and being able to work your way through it. And so I'm excited just to see the growth of us as a team weekly. And so I'm looking forward to that. And I mean, we've been working our ass off, bro. So, I mean, it's gonna be a fun experience. And so far it's been cool. It really has. I'm looking through the roster and I'm looking at some of your weapons and you got some good weapons, man. KD Cannon is a guy that I actually liked coming into the draft. I was a big fan of him. Uh, I actually coached against one of the guys on your roster and Martez Carter. Uh, the running back from Gremlin. Uh, okay, and then yeah, also, yeah, yeah. and a kid, a kid I actually played with, he was my high school team, or excuse me, my college teammate, C.J. Moore 
from he's a safety. Uh I'm not sure if you've been able to interact with him yet. So next time next time yeah, next time you see CJ, just ask him about me and he knows we got some pretty good history, but uh, he has a really good story as well. So it's just funny seeing this whole thing come full circle and I'm excited to you know, I'll be watching you very closely as far as, you know, how the season turns out. And I have some people actually to cheer for on your team as well. So that's the good thing about the XFL. And it's really cool to see how this thing has really come together. And, you know, we'll be texting back and forth as far as some things that, you know, that's going to be going on with the league. You got something else to add to that? I mean, one thing I would encourage, because, I mean, I know I'm, I'm, I'm a realist. I live in the world. People tend to want to shoot things down when it's new. They don't really want to give stuff a chance. But I think – one thing I've learned about being a businessman, you got to really look at how things are being aligned up. When you look at the coaches, when you look at let's just, let's let's cut that. Let's start at the top. I mean, everybody know who Vince McMahon is. Everybody know what he's about, and the fact that that commitment there from him to allow to give this league a chance to grow, I think that gives that that's the plus right there off top. That the players can be serviced in a good enough manner to where they actually out here can put a real product on the field. You can see that with the way they've been trying to, you know, get us right. But within the best of their ability, it's not going to be the NFL. They're not – it's not a multi-million dollar business yet. You get what I'm saying? But from what his commitment has been, you can see that they're really trying to do this thing right in the way that we take care of our bodies, how they feed us, where we stand at, just the facilities that we're using. And then, like, when you want to get into it from a fan perspective, it's on national TV. All our games is on national TV. If you don't want to come, you can put it yeah. on ABC. Like, I, I mean, that makes sense to me. You get what I'm saying? And then you got the element of all the games. It's like our game, we got $20 tickets, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, right, come right. you, can, go, you can go to five home games right. for $100. That's, that's cheaper than a pair of J's. You know what I'm saying? I put things in perspective. Right. Well, a lot of people who have kids and things of that nature can't afford to go to NFL games all the time, but you can take your kid to another professional game. And then they, what, what I've noticed they're doing in regards to the business side, they're incorporating a lot of good business minds into this business to where the, the experience for the fans is, I think is going to actually be kind of, you know, really engageful. Like I've had my people hit me already. Like, man, they really like giving access to us. Like I've never seen like how y'all be doing like the weight rooms and right. and everything else. He's like, that's different for me. And this is people who, who've been, I've been on these, these, my relatives and they just saying from where their perspective is, how they just in the beginning of the process is enjoying just the access and the things that they can see. And so, like, I think all these things are pluses, you know. Obviously, the yeah. most important thing is the product on the field. And I think that's going to fall on us as players. But with the with a month of mini camp being with legitimate NFL caliber coaches, and then you get a month of training camp, I think you're going to see a lot of guys change and transform into some pretty good players, which is going to help this league. Now, the rules aren't technically out yet. So we don't really, like, as we kind of we got a general idea of what's going to happen. Right. Right. I think that part will be the biggest thing that's going to be new for a lot of people. The little tweaks on the special teams, the 25-second play clock, the continuous running clock. But I think most people like seeing the two-minute drill, won't you? <laughs> right. Well, absolutely. So absolutely. Especially as a quarterback. Similar, yeah, it's going to be a similar variety of a of a two-minute, I think. Yeah. It's going to be like a, a game of a two-minute, which okay. I think is exciting. And so I think it's a lot of positives to look for. I just encourage people to give it a chance. Don't knock it before you try it, man. Right. And I think I think something that's really underrated about the XFL is that we both talked about this in previous shows is that there's not really a feeder system for the NFL. And we've talked about how the college game has really changed. And, yes, the XFL rules are going to be a bit different. But 
you're still playing against guys that have some type of experience in the league. And then you're also, this league also provides maybe some guys that can develop and still get that shot maybe at the bottom of the roster on the final 53 or even a shot on the practice squad as well, especially with you being in your situation. This is keeping you off the couch in a sense, and you're still getting live game reps as opposed to, you know, just watching the game on TV or however you get your mental reps. You're getting these live bullets in a sense out there still getting reps. So I think uh, that's why I think this league is going to be really good, not only for you, but these guys that necessarily might not have got their actual chance in the league, whether that was just in preseason, but now they're able to showcase their talents in this league. Right. So let's look at it now that you got on to that, because I see you be watching the Twitter. I see you on Twitter when you be analyzing the quarterbacks and not. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think if all these football analysts or football experts and talking heads, if, if, if it's real professional football going on in the spring, I think they're going to start analyzing our game in the same way that they would analyze a professional game. Right. See who's really doing what. So I think that plays a role in it. And then from a player perspective, from a player perspective, like if you a bottom of the roster guy who's going to sign a future contracts, man, they'll cut you in March or April before you ever no really doubt. get a chance to even get on the field. And so it's like, why not get you ten games, possibly twelve, of real legitimate film, real NFL coaching, real NFL scheme, national televised games, instead of getting those four preseason games where you might only play in two for a quarter. You get what I'm saying? Right. And then, right. And then even from the pay scale standpoint, like just what just what the average contract is. Yes, it's not the NFL, but if you don't make it to that September roster, you're gonna get paid more in the XFL. Right. Which right. you can do in the NFL in a current offseason program. So I just think for because the NFL was what, sixteen hundred spots in a yep. in a place where uh, millions and millions of people wanna play football. I just think this kind of makes perfect sense. Just like the AAF did too. It was just, you know, everything wasn't aligned with the business as well as the football. But I'm seeing here, they're trying to strategically align the business element with the football and to be able to create a sustainable product that I think will help the game. And I think an underrated factor also about the XFL is that I think his name is Kenny Robinson. I I forget which team he's on. Uh, It escapes my mind. So what happened with him is that he got kicked out of West Virginia because he was ineligible as far as his grades. So he couldn't come back. And he could have transferred somewhere else, but he did. He didn't. And I think he had two years left, I believe it was. Uh, so he wasn't obviously draft eligible for the NFL. But what he did was he went to the XFL. And everybody was asking where he was, what he's doing. But now maybe he could be a trendsetter as far as these guys. Maybe that's at the bottom of the depth chart at their respective college. Maybe they go to the XFL after their sophomore year. So this is something I think he could actually open some doors and some eyes to. And I just want to get your opinion on that. So if you're a guy that's maybe third or fourth on the depth chart and you're a sophomore and you're just not getting no PT uh, playing time, do you opt to go to the XFL where you can make a certain amount of money and then be able to showcase your talents potentially as well? Is that something that possibly could pique your interest if you were in that situation? I mean, I think, hell yeah, because it creates opportunity. I mean, I mean, what I've learned from college, bro, it's so many different factors that play into why, you know, guys don't work out being on their own for the first time, not having financial stability, things going on at home, just not, not really adjusting to the college environment. You could have went to a, a, you know, inner city school where your education level wasn't that good to go into a, a top school where you got to really, you know, know how to make it academically. And there's just various right. factors that play into why guys don't make it in that window. Cause you basically got a three to four five, three to five year window to be able to capitalize on the opportunity. And if you don't, it's pretty much over for you. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So I think with this, 
this opens that door. Like we got a guy on our team. He, he was like, man, he was in group homes, JUCO, played in the arena league, so many different. Like he was like, I ain't even get a chance to work out for the team. I just got, I I tried out and made a linebacker list. And he was excited about that, and I respected his grind. But he wouldn't get no chance in the NFL just off his resume alone. He's right. here with us, dude. and he probably gonna be a good player because he got that right mentality, especially on defense. He he, he hungry. He willing to do whatever. I mean, we're going right. to see what happens. But there's so many stories like that. I think, like, I, I tell people all the time, like, because, I, I mean, I love the game of football, but and I've been through the NFL for so long, and it, but it taught me a lot. Like, the NFL is a legitimately set up to where if you don't capitalize right now unless you in a one percentile, your chances of capitalizing is pretty much gone. That's just the way the competitiveness is, the way the, the numbers are set up. So, like, this creates that next opportunity for guys who might be late bloomers. Like, right. everybody ain't going to hit their stride at the same time. It's just about when you're hitting it. Like, this gives that this, this gives those guys another opportunity to be like, well, why the hell he not on the field? At the right, and then, like, most dudes in this league, they wasn't early round picks. So, if you ain't developing by that second or third year, they going to get you up out of there. You out of here. You out, yeah. here. You out of here. Like, it's just, it's just the way the game's set up. And so, this gives guys that time to develop it. Like, it's a lot goes into getting drafted at 21 years old, bro. You got right. a lot of money, got a lot of responsibility now. You got to deal with family, football. Everybody's family situations want to change, especially because 90% of the guys come from nothing. You know what I'm saying? So it, it, there's a lot of balancing acts that comes, and sometimes it might not. You might not get that balance in year one, year two. But now, because so many jobs on the line and so competitive, that they don't got time to wait for you. You feel me? This gives people that second chance to say, all right. I got my life together. I got my stuff together. Uh, let me go focus on football again the way I know how. And let me go really make a name for myself. You feel me? And I think that creates that opportunity. And so, like, I think hopefully it all, I, I think it's going to work out, bro. I really do. Yeah. I know I know I'm planning on doing my part as just doing whatever I can because of, of helping our team be one of the best teams and really have people excited to watch us play. Right. Like, I've been around the game long enough, and I got a lot of knowledge. They don't realize it yet because right now we're in the beginning stages. But when we really get going and this thing pick up, I I, I plan to use it. Like I ain't been around all this stuff for nothing and looking, learning all this game for nothing. Now it's time to go apply it. And it's a lot. Of, and, it's, and it's and I'm pretty sure I'm not the only guy in this league that's looking forward to doing it that way. Right. So I will say. Whenever you get one of those first few jerseys, man, make sure I get one of those jersey swaps. I'll be looking gotcha. forward to you sending me that with that autograph when you get that, when you host host up that XFL Super Bowl trophy. So One game um, at a time, Jordan. So one, that's it, man. And <laughs> the great thing that I love about the XFL also is that the games are during the spring. So there's wow. really not much else going on besides NBA, but let's be honest, nobody really turns on the NBA until playoff time. That's when things really get serious in May and June. But and it's something that the AAF experimented with too. Uh, their games were during the spring, and that's really when NFL fans really—it's the dead period for them. So there's not a lot going on. Uh, the XFL is starting in, right after the Super Bowl in February, so the interest is still going to be there. 
just because there's always a dead spot from, you know, the combine and the draft. But it's not the same as those regular season and those preseason games. And the fans are always going to want some type of football. College spring games just aren't the same just because it's not actual professional games and competitive, competitive things. That's what us as fans want to see. And with it being a new league, there's going to be so many people interested in it, especially with the playing style being a bit different. And you guys don't even know the rules yet. And I'm sure that's something Vince McMahon and Oliver Luck are still going over as far as some things that they want to incorporate, some tweaks uh, to pique the interest. We saw that uh, 10 years ago when the XFL first started, the first go around in 2009, I believe it was when it first came out. But I'm sure Vince McMahon has something up his sleeve and the money that he's pumping into this league. I mean, you've already talked about it. Just the facility surprised you, uh, the way they're feeding you guys, the, the head coaches that they assembled through this league were very impressive. Uh, from Bob Stoops to some of the other names that they got. Uh, Pep Hamilton is another coach that I really respect as well that's been in the league for a very long time. So uh, just some of the minds that they had. Winston Moss, your head coach, a very well-respected name in coaching circles as well. So just some of the names that they have coming into this league has been very impressive. But, you know, your team, they got the big fish in the pond with you. They got their franchise quarterback. But something else I did have to ask you, you popped up on Twitter randomly, man. You didn't tell me. You didn't tell anybody else. You just randomly followed me. And I had to make sure it was you. And, you know, I sent you a say, hey, man, is this you? I just had to make sure it was you just because you're not a huge social media guy, even though you're active on IG. But outside of IG, you're really not very active on social media just because you have so much going on with your life from, you know, being a father to football duties and other things of that nature. So you popped up on Twitter. Of course, I had to give you a shout out just to get your followers up. I know you're probably already going to say something just because I have a lot of followers, but it took some time. And I'm sure you'll catch me eventually just because you are a big name. But uh, just, just just talk about that, just what went behind that for you signing up to Twitter and how are you liking it so far? When I was telling you that they got the right people on the business side, like we got some PR members and our president, like these people got a big track record and they've been, I mean, they didn't show me some stuff about social media and different apps and different ways that we can use. And it was like, we're, I, I felt like I was in the stone age. So they, <laughs> so they, so they, you know, I had to tell them like, man, I was born in the eighties when we had Oregon Trail and Mavis Beacon. We didn't have all this stuff, you know what I'm saying? So like they, they just, you know, they, I guess they see my personality as I'm when I'm not in social media. And they was like, I mean, they trying to encourage me to, you know, to, to be out there a little more. So I'm being a little open about it. But they they've been helping me out. I ain't even. Uh, it was actually our uh, <laughs> our social media girl who really talked me into it. She really talked me into getting yeah. on Twitter, and she helped me get get back on there because my first one they got hacked. So uh, as we get going though, I'm gonna try to you know get better. I gotta try to find a way to keep up. When you got kids and stuff, they be on all these different yeah. different social media it's platforms. And I gotta be at you know make sure I keep my ear to the ground. Right. So, uh, if you don't know, this is the, the Twitter handle is headache. It's H E A D, the number eight C K E, the same as my IG. And I probably ain't gonna be as famous as you, bro, because you be on this thing. Like, every time, every time I check out there, you drop yeah. a line about something. That's how yeah, I see man. your quarterback analyzations the other this over this weekend. I said, look at Jordan on this. <laughs> That's how I build my brand, man. That's how you get your name out there, and you know it gets addicting. Over time, I have to put my phone down from time to time as well. But that's just social media in general. Before you know it, and I'm sure you've had experiences on IG where you're just on there scrolling, looking at people's stories, and liking pictures. Before you know it, you're on there 30 minutes to an hour. So social media does get 
Yeah. That's why they call it instant <laughs> life. You take your life away, you get lost in that sauce, boy. No doubt. No doubt. Before you know it, you'll be on that forever, man. But uh, <laughs> that, is, that is our show for today. We don't want to, you know, talk too much as far as this show, just because we have so much that we're going to get into in the coming weeks. I know you have some stuff that you have to get into as far as playbooks. And, you know, you have a couple endorsements and businesses that I'm sure you have what's going on for you right now, especially when you start making plays on the field. There's going to be some others that come across as well. But, you know, personally from, you know, man to man, I just want to, you know, it's a privilege to be your podcast uh, co-host. And, you know, I can't congratulate you enough. And, you know, sincerely, man, I'm really happy for you and your family. I'm glad that you landed on your feet. And I know you're going to do really well in this league, man. Appreciate you, Brody. No, nah, for real, this been this been a cool little experience. And we're going to, I mean, we're going to grow this thing, too. Once no we doubt. get the season going, you know, and get more of these XL fan, XFL fans involved and once they really see what we got going on. And I'm actually going to get some of my teammates on here, too. You know what I'm saying? After we really get the games going, you know, if you want to talk to certain guys that's doing certain things, we pull them on the pod, too. Let them, you know, share their stories because the one thing that this will is going to bring out is going to bring out some stories, boy. Like, that's <laughs> what sure we are going to do, though, because this is the side of football that a lot of people don't see. They don't see the people that get pushed to the wayside. You don't, right. you don't hear them stories no more because once they gone, they become irrelevant. But the XFL, you know, they're bringing, you know, they're bringing back guys to some relevancy. And now, as you know, you got that opportunity. It's just about taking advantage of it. And I can say it from our team standpoint. We've been a focused group so far. And I, as a veteran player, I can say I respect that. That's good. That's, and, you uncommon, know, nowadays. That's uncommon nowadays. You know, definitely. Definitely. Right. Especially with a new league, the biggest thing is leadership, especially at the top. And it all starts with the quarterback. We both know that. Strength of the leader, strength of the pack. You know, we've heard all them famous quotes as far as how the quarterback has to lead. And, you know, you are the general. That's why they bought you there as a late signee. But, of course, like I said, you are the star player of the group. You know, they had a big social media rah-rah about you. But it was, it was very cool to see uh, you sign and holding up the jersey, the XFL ball, walking through the stadium. All that stuff was really cool to see. And I know you live up to hype. That's at least of my worries. And I'm really excited to, you know, talk about some stuff in depth from experience that you've had and, you know, some things that you were thinking on some drives and, you know, that's oh, some yeah. of the things that we'll incorporate. Right, right. And that's something that we'll get into. So this podcast is about to get really interesting, even though it was very interesting already, but it's about to get even more in depth. But once again, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you leave a five-star review. Also, subscribe to the podcast and also keep keep tabs with Josh and his teammates on the LA Wildcats. Now, not only do you have a podcast to follow, but you already know who your favorite XFL team should be. So it I'm Jordan be Reed. Wildcats. It should be the Wildcats. <laughs> I'm Jordan Reed. He's Josh Johnson. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast.